Good morning, people of God. Oh my, I'm having like this existential moment right now where I, I, I don't know what happened. Like I came here this morning with just a heaviness. Like the, the devil's busy right now. I don't know what it is, but it just, life just felt off when people were saying like, oh, good morning, pastor. How are you? I'm like, I'm just okay today. And I, and I kept thinking like, ah, why, okay, what's going on? I, there's this heaviness. And then I'm sitting there and we're singing that song and I'm like, darn it, I'm going to scream. Like, I'm, I'm, sing- I'm going to sing so loud that it was just, it, and it was like this moment where it's like, okay, I'm not feeling the best. I'm going to sing that praise song as loud as I possibly can and make that devil flee. That's where I'm at right now. So you're, y'all don't know what's going to happen in this worship service. Y'all are going to be walking out of here going, what just happened? You know, and, and like my mind is going nuts. I'm thinking here, okay, every time I say good morning, people of God, I go right to the weather. And I'm like, why do I do that? I mean, that's what my brain is thinking right now. I'm like, I'm so Minnesotan. I don't even realize it. You say, oh, hey, a nice weather we're having. I mean, you just naturally say. It's a good thing you didn't get a call to Hawaii. Because it'd be absolutely, oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's 82 and sunny today. Right. But then at the same time, yesterday started out like this, all cloud, you know, foggy and, and hazy. And, and when that sun came out, I don't know if you all were able to see that, but that was just a glorious moment. And it's just like, I felt like I hadn't seen the sun shine like that in a while. It was like, oh. So, I don't, God's on the loose right now. I don't know what's going to happen. We're in for a ride. But uh, hopefully as you came in this morning, you received a communion kit. If you're at home joining us, I apologize. <laughs> uh, but uh, grab some bread or some uh, grape juice or wine following our sermon today. A couple announcements I wanted to catch us all up on. A huge thank you to everyone who made yesterday happen. We had our fall festival. Uh, thing, a special thank you to Pastor Kelsey and to Karen Balrun, especially kind of overseeing it all. A uh, huge thank you to all of our volunteers, to our amazing band who came and gave us live music. That was awesome. Uh, to the people who helped set up tents. Uh, it was just, it was a phenomenal day. Uh, different. We had a couple of food trucks. And it was just, it was fun. So I hope you got a chance to be there. Thank you for the people who brought their cars. Uh, I believe we did actually get 34, 35 cars handing out candy, which surpassed our goal, which was awesome. And I'll tell you what, I knew it was all worth it as I'm driving my boys home and they go, dad, that was awesome. And I was like, yes, (laughs) that's cool. So it made a, a big impact on our family alone. So again, thank you for that. Uh, so October's ending tomorrow. We have the display with the multiple bins in our entryway. If you're out, you know, shopping today or something like that, you want to get some, we can still take them tomorrow. Then uh, Tyler's brother Ryan will be coming to pick up all of those socks to help get them out to people before they get too cold. Uh, worship tomorrow night has been moved into your homes. With it being October 31st, uh, what a great opportunity for us to, uh, whether you're handing out candy or not, sharing God's love with those kids that come to your doorsteps. So um, that's we're doing that. Tomorrow we'll pick up again uh, two Mondays from now for worship. With all that said, let's get after it. Let's stand up. And regardless of where you're at today, if you're feeling wonderful, if you're not feeling wonderful, I don't know, let's kick the butt out of these songs. I, I got nothing else to say right now. Let's praise our God. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in the lives of faith and in commitment and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever, and all of God's people say, Amen. Please be seated. Well, sisters, brothers, dear ones, grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this morning, we are going to celebrate All Saints Day. For those of you with your calendars at home, yes, we are a week earlier. We've got a sermon series coming throughout November, and it's just too powerful of a day to miss out on. So I just, we had to have All Saints Day today. It's a, a day with a long history in the life of the Christian church. It began as a, a commemoration of the martyrs who had died for their faith. And it's since become a day where we honor and remember those who in death have joined God in heaven as well as honor and celebrate those who are still yet alive, who walk in the faith. Martin Luther held that all Christians are simultaneously both sinner and saint. We are sinners because we make mistakes and we turn our backs on God. And yet at the same time, because of what Jesus Christ has done for us, through his death and resurrection, we are made clean. We are made right with God. We are saints. So we are both sinners and saints at the same time. It's one of those conundrums, if you will. But all that is wrapped up in a day like today that we call All Saints Day. So I want to start our time together with our gospel reading, which comes to us from the book of Luke. We're still in Luke. Uh, Now in the sixth chapter, we're jumping back a little bit to this beautiful time called the Sermon on the Mount. And we're going to start in verse 17. I invite you to follow along on the screen. Jesus came down with them, and he stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out of from him and healed all of them. What a moment, huh? Then he looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. For that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you who, when all speak well of you, For that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes any of your goods away... 
Do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as I shared, this uh, sermon is known as the Sermon on the Mount. The book of Matthew also speaks of this same event. Has Jesus preaching from the side of a mountain with Jesus above, preaching as he's looking over the top of this massive crowd who have come to see him, to hear his words, to be healed, to be moved, to be inspired. But Luke's version for us this morning is just a little bit different, and I feel like that difference makes all the difference. For Luke, Jesus does indeed go up a mountain, but in order to pray the night before. And after that night of prayer, Jesus then appoints his disciples. He then comes down to address this massive crowd, the multitude that have gathered to hear his words, to be moved by him. And I don't know about you, but I just, I love imagining this scene, right? Kind of making these words come alive a little more, putting yourself in the midst of that crowd and what that must have been like that morning. To imagine this massive crowd who have come to listen, to be cured, to have their demons cast out. I mean, we're talking about some very vulnerable people here. People yearning and and hoping for a miracle to be made whole. And Jesus knew it. He knew why they were there. So rather than invite them on some spiritual pilgrimage up the mountain where he was, or, or to stay up there and speak over them, Luke Luke begins in verse 17 with something that I think we would skim right past, but it made all the difference for me. Luke says, Jesus came down on a level place. Jesus comes down, all the way down, to be in their midst, to talk with them on their level, to heal them, to be with them together. To meet them in their vulnerabilities and in their needs. I mean, this is good stuff. I love this part. I mean, there's so much in this text that I couldn't get past the first verse. Yes, blessed be all those and woe to all those. And yes, do good to your neighbor and do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It's all good stuff. But that darn first sentence just stopped me in my tracks. And it's such a great story for us to hear and, and to read on this day of all day, All Saints Day, because the reality is you and I come here for some of the same reasons as maybe those people did back then. Sure, some of you are maybe out of, are here out of obligation because, well, that's just what you're supposed to do, or my mom would roll over in her grave if I didn't go, or, or you know, whatever your reasons are. But I hope there's at least some of you who come here hoping to experience and to meet Jesus, (laughs) hoping to hear God's word and be inspired by it, encouraged by it, to meet Jesus and to be healed, to be made whole once again, to cast out the demons that, that plague us and refuse us to truly live. 
And if this story is an example of what we can expect from Jesus, then we have a Lord and a Savior who refuses to stay above us, to stay distant from us, speaking over us, preaching from a distance. No. Instead, we have a Lord and a Savior who comes right down into the muck with us. Into the dirt into the midst of us, into the messiest parts of our lives, speaking words of love, standing right next to us, laying his hands on us. You imagine that moment when when those people were just pining, trying so hard to reach out because power was emanating from Jesus. And everyone who was there was healed. And we get that reminder today that that same Jesus is our Jesus who refuses to stay away, who comes right down into the thick of things with us and is just asking us to reach out and touch him. And I don't know about you, but doesn't that sound absolutely beautiful this morning? The story is one of the reasons why I'm Lutheran of all things. So many other denominations. I mean, I kind of, I shared this before. I grew up what I call a Christian mutt. I mean, really, we, we did it all. I was baptized Missouri Synod Lutheran. We started to help start the ELCA church in my hometown. I went to a Baptist church during college for a little bit. I was at a, a, a boys' choir at an abbey with, with brothers and fathers and the tucks and all that stuff, friars, right? So we went to a lot of Catholic mass. You name it, I probably sat through that worship service. And out of all of it, it's one of these stories in the Bible that make me who I am today, that make me want to be Lutheran. Because all the other denominations will tell you, well, you need to meet God in the middle. You need to to earn God's attention by being good, by doing good. You do that stuff first, then God will say, yep, you've earned my attention and I'll take you the rest of the way. That you'll be blessed or you'll be healed or deemed worthy if you prove yourself to God first. Well, if that was the case, I tell you what, I'd be in deep trouble. Because as hard as I try to live perfectly, then I wake up. And so to hear that despite me not being perfect, despite me having issues and failings and needs and vulnerabilities and bad days, it's Jesus who comes to meet me where I'm at. (sighs) Face to face. And that's just a relief. And I don't know about you, but the best news that I could hear today. And it's good for us to hear this on All Saints Day because we idealize the heck out of the word saint, don't we? I mean, just curious, when you're thinking of the word saint, what comes to mind? What words? Better than me. me. (laughs) Right! What else? Uh Uh-oh. I've put you on the spot. You're like, oh, what was Pastor talking about? Yep, uh uh-huh. When you think of the word saint, what do you think of? What's that? Mother Teresa. Yes. What else? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like St. Thomas, St. Michael's. Yep. A lot of those churches have saint names. Right? We, we put it holy. Yes. 
people who live the faith. But even then, doesn't it feel like we put it even up on a higher pedestal than just people who live in the faith? I mean, it's just like, oh, those people we look up to, those people who live those lives, Mother Teresa. We think of people like a Gandhi or someone who is, you know, just out of our reach so often than not. The fact of the matter is, being a saint is not about being perfect. Or being the right kind of pious or or righteous or zealous or anything else other than who you are. To be a saint is to acknowledge that, that you're vulnerable. And out of that vulnerability to turn to God and to walk with God, to be there with Jesus, it's out of that vulnerability that these people are healed in that moment. They would have stayed home if they didn't think Jesus had something to offer them, if they didn't feel their need. So out of acknowledging that they were in need of something and being vulnerable, Jesus has an experience with them. Brings them back to wholeness. And it's today that we acknowledge that to be saintly is to be vulnerable. I mean, it's on this day when we remember those who we loved and lost. Those who now reside in heaven. We not only remember them, honor them, miss them, but we acknowledge that their death has brought us to our knees. That death, that death and grief are just a few of those things that remind us of how vulnerable we truly are. That one day we too will die. That we are not exempt from death or from sadness. And that can be scary. Amen? And the fact of the matter is, we don't like feeling vulnerable. Or scared. Or in need of anything. Our society has taught us very well. Heck, our parents have done that as well. You're just fine. Buck up. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't show them that they're getting to you. Real men don't cry. Women should be strong. At all costs, never be vulnerable. But the reality is, we cannot truly live unless we are. By show of hands out there, how many of you have ever really loved someone? Okay? Yes, I know, dumb question. Yes. But in order for you to truly love that person, you have had to be vulnerable. You have had to risk yourself and your heart to truly give your love has meant that you could risk losing them. And that could hurt. That will hurt. That's vulnerability. That's true love. When you risk something so much that it hurts a lot. Well, guess what? Life is the same way. You can't live unless you're willing to risk the pain, the loss, the grief. Without that, you cannot experience the joy, the love, and the life. So as I'm reading this, and understanding and wrestling with what it means to be a saint, I'm thinking this is what it means to be a saint. 
To be someone willing to risk pain or suffering or struggle to embrace life. To give over wants and desires and even comfort. And to be vulnerable. And to walk with Jesus. It's what I pray for, for this church every day. For all of you. The King of Kings can not only be a welcoming place, but also a place where we can be vulnerable with each other. That we can be real with one another. That if you're not having a great day, that's okay. Because we're willing to risk letting our true selves be present. To know that some days we need other people to lift us up. That's how God made us. So that it forces us to be in community together. So that we have to lean on one another. Depend on one another. Be vulnerable together. It's intentional for you to not be happy every moment of every day. Deal with it. We are meant to risk caring and loving, knowing that it could hurt, knowing that we could lose, knowing that, all we, that, that we're all broken and, and, and doing our best, but also knowing that if we don't step outside of ourselves, we're not really living, we're just slowly dying, we're just existing, and we're not called to exist. This is why Jesus in Luke's gospel comes down off that mountain. To be with people in their midst, to comfort, to lift up, to heal, and to love people right where they're at. Because he knew the only way to truly experience life was to be right there in the thick of it with each other, being vulnerable together. So, as we process this together, as, as you know, we leave worship this morning, okay? As you experience the, the trials and tribulations of life, it's okay to not be okay, Actually, we can, you know, if Paul tells us anything in the Bible, we can actually celebrate it. Because <laughs> that means God is bringing community into our lives. That new life can happen even when we say, yeah, life's not great right now. So may you not only remember your loved ones today who have died in the faith, but also know that living saintly, living right with God, is allowing yourself to be vulnerable especially with others. And may you believe that your God comes to be with you all the way down to you, to heal you when you're in need, to lift you up when you are down, to give you the strength so that you can be in community with someone else who needs to be vulnerable. I'll tell you, I had some amazing personal moments this last week with people who were vulnerable with me. And I feel stronger than ever in that relationship. But I know it wasn't easy for them to tell me that they were broken or that they were in need. And it reminded me that it's important I do the same thing with those that I care about as well. It's a good thing to be vulnerable today. To admit that we're not all there. But that we have a Jesus who comes all the way down to meet us where we're at. All that other stuff, the blesseds, the woes, the do good to others and they will do good to you, all that stuff will take care of itself when we, we just meet Jesus where we're at. 
Let that be our invitation today. Amen? Amen. To close this time, before we jump into our next song, we're going to just be present together. And I'm going to invite you to, uh, to come forward, you know, as is our tradition on this day, to come forward and, and light a candle in honor of someone who has either died or someone who is living that you would like to give thanks to God for and, and all the ways that they live uh, a, a vulnerable life with you. So the other thing we're going to do is, is going to be slightly different. I'm going to invite you if the spirit so moves you as you come forward for you to share their name okay only if you want to you can you know, also just pass right through and go right to light the can uh, light a candle but uh, if you'd be so bold as to share the person you are honoring or the people you're honoring today uh, I don't know just draws us closer together as a community that we can all be thinking of those people as well so uh, for those of you at home I invite you to join us by taking a candle out and by doing the same honoring your loved ones. But come, be vulnerable today. Honor our loved ones and know that Jesus walks with us. There's no ushers coming by. Just come down as the Spirit moves you. Just stand as you are able. May children and heirs of God's promise, we now pray for the church, the world, and for all who are in need. As we are, have been doing, I'll kind of give you the topic. You pray what's on your heart and know that even if you don't have the right words, God knows your heart. At the end of each little time, I'll say, Lord, in your mercy, please respond with hear our prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today to be present with you. With all that's going on in our lives and in our world, Lord, we offer all of it to you. We begin by praying for God's people throughout this world. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. We pray for creation and for the gift of of nature. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the, the nations and the governments of this world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those who are oppressed, enslaved, for all those who are in greatest need, especially in the need or for the need of healing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we lift up to you ourselves and all that's going on in our own lives.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers, O God, and all those too deep for words. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, as we now pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. This time I invite you to take out uh, your communion cups. Again, if it's not separating, just push down on the tab. I invite you to take the wafer out first. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, and it's given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. The body of Christ given for you. Amen. And again after supper, he took the cup, he gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood and it's shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me, the blood of Christ shed for you. Amen. People of God, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, strengthen you this day and keep you always in God's grace and all of God's people say... Amen. Finally, uh, thank you for prayerfully giving to King of Kings to help support our wonderful ministries that we have going on here, the amazing work that God does through us. There's a QR code at the end of our service for those of you online. There's buckets on your way out. I also want to share a video with you about uh, some of what your generosity has gone toward. Good morning, my King Kings family. Um, I miss you all. This is Stephanie, your seminarian um, that you have so generously supported. And I just wanted to come on right now and say a big thank you for your continuous support. Uh, your generosity has allowed me to sit where I am sitting now, which is in my office uh, at Abiding Presence Lutheran Church. I'm an intern here, or they call me vicar, which is just a fancy word for intern or one who steps in for, I guess. Um, just know that uh, today I'm praying for you and I hope all is well and I ask that you continue um, to pray for me. Uh, the duties that I have here so far and what I've been learning, I am presiding over service, preaching, uh, doing visitations, uh, lots and lots of meetings, uh, really learning the ins and outs and workings of the church and all that's involved uh, with that. Uh, one of the most important things I've learned is how important relationship building is um, with the congregants and how we are just a church family, um, that God has called us into the spirit of koinonia, which is um, a loving community of faith together. So I pray that that continues to be the case at King of Kings. Uh, I'm praying for you. And again, thank you for the opportunity uh, to do this. If all goes well, I will be, Lord willing, graduating in May uh, from Luther Seminary. And I hope to be um, a full-fledged pastor by then. So I ask for your continued prayers for myself and our other seminarian, Matthew Chul, who is doing well, as I have heard 
at, at Luther on campus. So thank you so much again for all that you've done for us. And we uh, appreciate and cover your prayers through this process. Uh, God's peace, church, and um, miss you. Amen. Your generosity is helping a future pastor uh, affect and infect this world with God's love far beyond our reach and these walls. So I get goosebumps just thinking of that. It's just so awesome that something that we're a part of here is going to make a profound difference in another community with another group of people who are in need of God's love. So thank you. Your generosity makes all that happen and so much more. Finally, may you receive this blessing. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, and until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. With that, people of God, may you go in peace and share the good news. Thanks be to God.